Dig. And I'm Hannah Hampton, and you're listening to HR After Hours. Well, hello and welcome to HR After Hours podcast, the only HR podcast to successfully snatch a pebble from the hands of David Carradine. <laughs> Hannah Hampton, my sister from another mister, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I, I specifically know a listener who's going to love that intro, so thank you for that. How are you doing? I'm good. So we're going to jump right in because this get a little wacky today or yeah. not so wacky at all. Wacky. <laughs> this is our Very official awesome. 100th episode. So we have the dubious honor of being around for 100 episodes. I can't believe it's been 100 episodes. Like, how did that happen? That's wild. That's exciting. It, it really kind of is. I don't know that we've ever verbalized it to each other. I, I'm speaking for you just because I'm assuming something. And you know what they say about assuming? So you can absolutely correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like maybe at least once, twice a year, we consider hanging up the podcast. No, for sure. For sure. It's like, is this worth it? Is, it, is this worth the time? Is this worth the effort? Am I still enjoying this? All of those questions, which it depends on the day. It's usually, yes, I'm still enjoying it. Yes, it's worth the effort. And then there's days where it's like, fuck, no. But you know what it really <laughs> is? It's the same thing that you face at work when you dread the task and dreading it is 100 times worse than just doing the task. No because kidding. I can honestly say I've never started the call, jumped on the mics in the video with you and been like, oh, I don't want to be here today. It's Thanks. just getting here, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, once I'm talking to you, I'm all I'm all into it. Uh, we, you know, we should do a side, like this is not an HR podcast about our guilty pleasures. And just we have to admit to like the terrible things we watch. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and, you know, I think we are about to for another episode of this is not an hr podcast but let's let's get back on track so 100 episodes the the show is has grown in the fact that not only do we have a broader or audience but the fact that we have changed not only the format yeah but i think you and i if you go back and listen to the early episodes i i think you can hear the difference now versus then of how we've both kind of influenced each other outside mm -hmm. things have grown you know we our first episode i believe was may of 2019 really yes yes oh the first couple episodes are no longer available the quality of the editing i wasn't happy with and i'm sure i'll bring them back out later the first episode on our list is actually june 2019 but we started back in may we're gonna have some fun as we look back you know look at the discussions over artificial intelligence right now Versus when we discussed, are we ready for AI in 2019? And we didn't even hit any of the points that are valid today. So, well, you know, that I feel like that happens, though. That happens where you can't really pr truly predict the technology that's going to happen. So that's uh, that'd be an interesting, interesting, like rediscussion. I'm all about that. Yeah, I had a millennial friend of mine point out to me that some stats on the rate of the progress of technology in their generation, and it is insane. Being a, a Gen Xer, I, I kind of look at it as the broad scope. Right. Joke about pagers 
and landlines and that yeah. stretchy cord. But those things lasted, like especially the landlines, for a very long time mm-hmm. where the first technology oh, yeah. a millennial can acknowledge was quick, was constantly being upgraded. That's true. I will say, like, do you remember with the landline how exciting it was when there were cordless telephones? Like, I remember when that was, like, new, exciting technology and that felt like freedom compared to having, like, me, I had to sit in the kitchen and, you know, talk on the phone. And then, and then if you got a cordless phone, you could take it to any room, including oh. the bathroom, but I don't recommend that. <laughs> Oh, I was talking to someone the other day about being in junior high and having the three-way calling where you would call for a friend and talk about how maybe they liked a certain girl to that girl and they, as they listened in quietly, (laughs) you know, to see, you know, and if you think about, there's no way people would do that today. A, it's creepy, but B, just setting yourself up for the potential just heart-wrenching things that the other person might say about you because yeah. they don't know you're on the call. So that's maybe why some of the older generations think they're a little tougher. I, I had I just, a swatch phone. I had a swatch phone. So you could be sitting next to your best friend and both be listening in and talking. So that was kind of a, a lesser technology of having that three-way phone call. The friend was like sitting right next to me. But I remember the quality if you had... Somebody listening in, the quality of the of the phone call like lessened because like if I wanted to pick up both handsets, I'd have to have them uh, both against my ears. Wow, we're talking about old stuff. Millennials and Gen Z are going to be like, what are these fogies talking about? <laughs> I was thinking it wouldn't be a hundredth episode special if I didn't mention. That one of our quote unquote favorite companies, as far as subject matter, Uh I didn't mention their recent exploits from the same company Mm -hmm. that gave us great material, like McD's CEO ousted for dipping McNuggets in company (laughs) sauce and Burger Chain served McLawsuit. We have another headline. McDonald's franchisees find after children as young as 10 found working. Oh, good grief. Really, the sad thing is, this isn't a McDonald's problem. This is just a problem problem, not only because of the labor shortage and why some companies have done these things that they wouldn't have done in the past. In general, it's a sad story. So we're not going to pile yeah. on, on McDonald's on this one. And especially because this is franchisees. So three right. Louisville, three Louisville area McDonald's franchisees have been ordered to pay over $212,000 after 305 minors were found working more than legally permitted. Seems low for the number, but I think when you go into the details, it kind of there's some that are much more extreme and terrible examples of what's going on here than others. I mean, I would say that this I hate to say it, but yeah, this is not a just McDonald's problem. I would like to say this is like the tale as old as time where uh, I've heard stories or maybe even told about things that people did that are aligned with this, where it's either bringing a child to work or hiring somebody who's not old enough, fudging dates, uh, birth dates on stuff. Like I will say, this is not a new slash only McDonald's thing that happens out there. I feel like there's a lot of people who 
do these things for various reasons, and I'm not making excuses by any means, but uh, this is an interesting topic for people to, if they're not aware, for them to become aware. The Department of Labor uh, investigation in Kentucky Mm -hmm. found that 305 minors, including two 10-year-olds, were working more than their legally permitted hours. I don't think 10-year-olds have any legally permitted hours. I I mean, in in many states, 10-year-olds are not allowed to be home alone, let alone having gainful employment. So, yeah. (laughs) These three groups... Bauer Food LLC, Archways, Richwood LLC, and Bell Restaurants Group 1 LLC, three separate franchises who operate a total of 62 McDonald's locations in Kentucky, Indiana, Maryland, and Ohio were all involved in this. And this article, by the way, is in Nation's Restaurant News, written by Alicia Kelso, May 3rd, Mm -hmm. 2023. And we'll put the link in the info on this episode. You know, here's the breakdown of it. I, I, I almost didn't even say the names of the companies because it, well, it's really not the point of this, but this little, the first one, Bauer, they're the operator of 10 McDonald's locations. They employ 24 minors under the age of 16 to work, more than legally permitted hours. Investigators also determined two 10-year-old children were employed but not paid and sometimes worked as late as 2 a.m., now, here's the thing with that, and they don't mention it in the article, so I am I could be wrong, but typically when there's someone that young working for a mm-hmm. small group or an independent restaurant, it's the, the owner's children. Right. And that's, doing it. I was so, going to say that's, that's pretty likely, and I might have read that somewhere, that it was like the manager's the store manager's child or children or something. And I mean, I could see that where maybe there's a childcare issue. And of course, I mean, there's a lot of crises, I guess, in childcare for folks. It's very expensive. It's sometimes hard to come by. Uh, again, I'm not making excuses, but I'm just saying this is why and, and why we see it happening. And so they just bring their kid to work and then they put their kid to work. And maybe it's like sweeping floors. Maybe it's cleaning the bathrooms. Maybe it's, you know, little stuff that feels innocuous, but, you know, it's it's definitely against the law. These guys were only penalized $39,711. So that almost tells me that those kids were either the owners or, like you said, a a GM or managers because... Mm -hmm. I, I think it doesn't mention any arrest or anything made, right. which I feel like it, it would happen if they just brought a couple of 10-year-olds <laughs> in off the street, slave labor, <laughs> slave yeah. labor, et cetera. The other one, Archways, Richwood, LLC, uh, based out of Walton, they had 27 McDonald's. They were fine for allowing 242 minors between the ages of 14 and 15 to work beyond mm-hmm. the allowable hours. Uh, most of them were for being able to start earlier in the day. Usually those daytime starts are based on when schools are open. Mm-hmm. Um, so that probably is. The, but these guys got slammed with 143,566 in penalties. So they they probably were found more liable because they knew they were doing some things wrong. Right. And especially if it was messing with education. And then the last one, the Bell Restaurant Group 1 is also part of a larger group. Theirs is about the same. 39 workers, ages 14 and 15 to work outside. So those I kind of get. And for full disclosure, let me be really honest. My family owned restaurants. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I started working at the age 14 at the age of 14, not for my parents though. I wanted to work for a different restaurant. It was an upscale uh, restaurant where I was like a the server's assistant. I was the guy that brought out your water and had this mm-hmm. little thing I did where I poured the ice and then put the lemon all on my tray at age 14. <laughs> I think I weighed 98 pounds soaking wet. I only worked one night a week where I was only allowed to work like three hours. And then I would work on the weekends. And at age 14, I was making like a hundred bucks in tips every couple nice. of days. So, yeah. you know, it's it is like the laws allow children, you know, between 14 and up to work. And of course, there's special laws around the different types of work they can do, the hours they can do and things of that nature. And I feel like some states are, are very, you know, they have very tight limitations. Others are a little looser because I'm somebody who has been in that world where I've had to understand, uh, you know, kind of child labor laws. But it's so important. And I think it requires not I think I know it requires a lot of training, a lot of knowledge and understanding for people to manage it appropriately. And that's, you know, that's the thing here is similar to sexual harassment, similar to you know, all of the pieces of the HR puzzle, it's about creating that awareness and training people to always be thinking about those things when writing the schedule, when letting people leave. Because let's get real, when you're 15 years old and you're at a job, you want to make money, you want to make lots of money, and you kind of don't care about those rules. I'll stay late, I'll come in early, I'll do this, I'll do that. But as a manager, you're the responsible one. You're the one who has to be mindful of these and making sure you're doing things that are legal and above board. So that's that's my advice for those who are like, okay, well, I'm just not going to employ minors. And we all know that that you know that's an option. I've worked at companies that also didn't allow people to be hired if you're under the age of 18. But if you're a type of industry that relies on uh, younger folks to get by, then you've got to follow these rules. And also, let's let's live in reality. There's a lot of people who are in, in very tough situations where you need to bring in money for your household. It's sad, you know, it's sad but true. But there's a lot of young people who need to contribute uh, in order, you know, to, to the family and to make sure that the family can pay rent, can eat, all of those things. So instead of just saying, well, I'm not going to employ minors, just make sure that you understand the rules, you follow the rules, you train others to follow the rules. And that's, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> well, I mean, I agree. I mean, there are things that as HR professionals, we really should be hyper vigilant and aware of mm-hmm. and anything that involves children, I think is kind of a no brainer, but yeah. sometimes it's, there's such isolated events that it's very hard to find out about them. And so you have to create that culture of communication. And if you have a, a hotline type of program or whatever, you really need to promote it. Biggest challenge with those type of systems Mm -hmm. is you have to make sure that you're educating your team members to let them know, you know, there is no repercussions, you know, that if anyone comes after you for retaliation, that they will actually be dealt with hopefully severely and swiftly. I think most listeners will know this information, but just to cover everything, For general education purposes, federal child labor regulations limit the types of jobs 14 and 15-year-old employees can perform and the hours they can work. Mm -hmm. While most cases with child labor violations involve minors working more than the law permits, 
The division found 688 miners employed illegally in hazardous occupations in fiscal year 2022, Mm -hmm. the highest annual account since the year 2011. Mm -hmm. So among those was a 15-year-old miner injured while using a deep fryer at a McDonald's in Morristown, Tennessee in June 2022. So those injuries, those Mm long-term and short-term liability issues are a huge reason other than just running a business with integrity. But those are those are main big reasons you really want to be hyper aware of this. And just mm-hmm. to make sure that we're not throwing everything on the golden arches. Listen to this one. This is crazy. Last spring, the department assessed more than $161,000 in penalties against a group of Little Caesars franchisees due to child labor violations. Hmm. And last year, Chipotle and the New Jersey Department of Labor agreed to a $7.75 million settlement, resolving more than 30,000 alleged alleged labor law violations impacting minors. So let's look at that again. Chipotle and the New Jersey Department of Labor agreed to a $7.75 million settlement resolving more than 30,000 alleged labor law violations impacting minors. And speaking of our 100th episode, if you remember, we had an episode discussing Chipotle CEO who was going to let everyone basically call in sick and get assessed by... Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Wow. So... Here's another quote out of this. We are seeing an increase in federal child labor violations, including allowing minors to operate equipment or handle types of work that endangers them or employees employs them for more hours than later in the day federal law allows. Employer who hires young workers must know the rules. People are taking this back to the fact that it is so hard to find people to mm-hmm. work these types of jobs. These lawsuits, and it's good, you know, this is where, again, the labor departments really need to look at this. And the downside is there are states that have actually, instead of tightening their labor laws, their child labor laws, are loosening them. Yeah, it's like they, they've I been law, they've been lobbied to be a little more lenient on labor laws and, and give some flexibility. And that is actually the opposite of the direction we should be heading. And this all goes into kind of what we've talked about, companies that get desperate, that don't really look at the people that make up their business and don't take into consideration their their people practices. That's something that we are going to continue to speak up against. But what I think we really need to focus on, and you and I discussed this a little bit earlier today, is we need to start highlighting and celebrating the companies that have Mm -hmm. great people practices. Yes, I love that. So we want to hear from our listeners. You know, if you work for a company that is surviving and actually possibly thriving by improving or just having great people practices, or even if there's specific incidents where you think your employer really deserves an add a boy, add a girl pat on the back, tell us about them. We want to celebrate the good that's out there because ultimately we want people to really feel positive about what they do. And I do think there's a lot of good out there. Honestly, there's 
there's great employers. There's people who love the work they do. And I do feel like, you know, we, we definitely, we've focused a lot on uh, companies that have done, done wrong, done bad, but there's a lot of great employers out there. There's people who just really uh, love, love where they work, love what they do. And that's something to celebrate for sure. To go back to the negative, um, <laughs> an Iowa bill allows children as young as 14 to work night shifts, while additional proposals have been introduced in Minnesota, Ohio, and Georgia. New legislation introduced this week in Wisconsin would allow children as young as 14 to serve alcohol to restaurant customers. What? Yes. What? Yes. I remember when I was working in the restaurant industry during college, I in the rules 21 in the state I worked in, I remember when it changed to 18 because it was hard to find 21-year-olds to work in, in these bars and restaurants. But to see it go down to 14... That's yeah. kind of crazy. Now, where I, when I, I worked as a server when I was 18, restaurant I worked at also employed high school like teenagers. And I remember the rule was I could serve the alcohol, but I couldn't pour it. So if it was like a draft beer, somebody who was of age had to pour it for me and then I could serve it. And I remember we also had <laughs> Bartles and James. Oh, no. I know, right? And so, like, I couldn't physically open it, but I could serve it. Somebody had to open it. Then I'd take it to the table, and then, you know, the person would pour it. I'd bring them a glass, and they'd pour it themselves. So, again, this was was the 90s, so it was a long time ago. But I, you know, it makes sense to me that if you're not legally allowed to drink it, you shouldn't be able to pour it. But I feel like if you're not even allowed to vote... Uh-huh. I don't know if you should be serving alcohol to people. Just my opinion. You know, I want to do some data. And if there are any listeners out there that have access to this type of study or if it's been done, I would love to know the direct correlation between Bartles and James and unplanned <laughs> high school and college pregnancies. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious, Bartles and James. On that note, we should leave on that high note. Leave it on those Bartles and James notes. (laughs) That's right. And thank you for listening. HR After Hours celebrating a hundred episodes and ending it classy as always. Keep it classy. Okay. (laughs) Hannah Hampton, always a pleasure. Take care.